This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. I swear to God. I'm what? not cutting this. I didn't ask I you said, to. I asked if you were Welcome ready. back, everybody, to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon. Joe DeLeon, uh, rather antsy today uh, for whatever reason. Does I don't, I don't get it. We got a, a stacked weekend full of FCS football, and we're here to preview that. Joseph, why so antsy? Why so serious? I'm not. I'm not letting you open the show anymore. That we we spent five that? minutes. This is a partnership. We spent five minutes. Well, because I could just not hit record and we could sit here and talk until you have to go to work, and then I'll record the show and you leave. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that next. Is that time what you want to do? When you're you, jerking you've around you've before the show, time. you would rather be just doing it by yourself. I've never said that. I, no, I would not. I would not do the show with the foos on my own. If I'm being completely honest, I don't think I would. Because what makes it entertaining is that I'm sitting here and I'm having a conversation uh, with my one of my best friends, and my oh, other okay. best friends are listening to. Yeah, I don't friends. see. I don't see you enough anymore. You're. you're what do you you're mean? Like, you, yeah, there's other people in the power rankings that are getting nice and close up there, man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, those people seem like really good people, from what I've heard. <laughs> you guys from seem to be getting really getting really close. Yeah, we're we're doing some uh, questionable things as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Sean Anderson. That's Joe DeLeon. We are obviously presented by the Believe Podcast Network, but we are additionally presented by Bet Online. Joseph, are you going to hijack this read for me, or am I going to be able to no, do it myself? No, I don't. I don't have oh. it pulled up. So oh, you, you okay. No, interesting. So it's all me. I could finally do the Bet Online read unimpeded. Well, they asked for the the, the more impor- important host, uh, the the athlete, to do the read, so it, it would make more sense. So go ahead. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. That's right. They are Monday night football last night. Lightning strikes in L.A. as Joe's getting rained for the first time. And I shouldn't say last night. This is a show for Thursday. Regardless, nice. Monday night football, your boy got destroyed. Raiders couldn't cover seven and a half after getting it. Just they stink. The Raiders. I'm so out on the Raiders. It's not even funny. They stink whatever betting is fun you should bet and you should join me so if we win we can celebrate together but if we lose we can uh, commiserate together in our sorrows head to the website uh or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus from football basketball boxing right ne- right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to right take to advantage nice your- unimpeded that's right advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts that burp that that burp started two (laughs) minutes ago nice um it it just happened this is what you've decided to spend your time tuning into folks thank you 
Uh, I'm sure Bet Online will love the, <laughs> the, the, the hey, burp send off. They better. I'm an actual. I, I'm a gambler. I I use the products. I ga- I, I gamble on sports. I, I who else on the on believe is given a more authentic read than the, I am when it comes to sports gambling. The burp send off is definitely authentic. That's what uh, betters do. We get indigestion when we see our car, <laughs> our, our, sp- our spreads diminishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the only thing that would have been better if i if i started having the uh the sweats going <laughs> fourth quarter sweats are no fun you should do the read without a shirt on next time i think that would be the oh my god the next best option or i'm gonna need my my big guy towel <laughs> so sean you pointed out that we've got a lot of really big games this weekend that's right and, i did joe and we're gonna <laughs> i hate you Jesus. Hey, have you done a show before in a professional sitting? <laughs> I don't know why I said sitting, but say sitting. I just I just wanted to lambast you before yeah. we got started. So we, we've got a lot of really big matchups this weekend. We had uh, a, a bit of a discourse picking between who we wanted to talk about because there are four notable top 25 matchups and then a couple other ones that feature teams that were were receiving votes against a ranked team. So this is going to be a really, really fun weekend of FCS football after we just had a lot of close battles for these top five ranked teams. So today we're going to talk about South Dakota State playing in-conference rival Villanova, and they've always given them a run for their money. Mm. And then we're also going to talk about the Jackrabbits, which seems like our listener base has been very heavily in that South Dakota State favor. Um, We're going to be talking about their battle against the Salukis. Uh, That is going to be a fun one. But Sean, I want to open up by talking about this first, just for a few minutes. Not going to go as deep as the other games. Rhode Island is is pushing themselves into the conversation, and one of those ranked-on-ranked matchups is our former Rhodey Rams. They're going to be playing uh, Delaware this weekend. And I think for both of these teams, as they are trying to legitimize themselves and need to play perfectly in order to stay in contention against James Madison to win the CAA, this is a really important game. And Delaware probably has the least to gain just for the reason that Rhode Island, if you look at their remaining schedule, they don't play JMU this year. If you beat Delaware, there's no reason why they don't win out. I also heard that Nolan Henderson might be dealing with an injury. So this could be a situation where Rams win this one, they coast all the way through, and they could finish with the best record in the CAA. Easy. Easy easy now. You know what I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm saying, why are you daring to, first of all, get the hat calls coming on us for doing a, a, a topic opening segment about our alma mater. Second of all, to jinx the school and saying that they could yes. win out after this game if they win, or if they lose, still win out, and then be 4-1, and one, and then end up, what would, what would that be, Joe? 10-1? and one? Something like that. The nerve of you to openly jinx this team. <laughs> it's unbearable. I'd so love to, to, I, I'd love to, to just say, Kasim Hill is going to go in there and tear up the Blue Hens. I'd love See, to say that. Okay, that was way too far. That was too much, too definitive of a statement. Oh, you that's too definitive than saying they're going to win said out? Possibly. I said oh, they could win course. out. Here we go. There is potential to win out if they beat 
my point here is that they don't have to face JMU this year, unlike the four years that we were at the University of Rhode Island, which is a huge advantage when you don't have to play the best team in the country. Because hypothetically, JMU could get knocked off because they got caught off guard like they did last week against UNH. There's possibility for that. My point here is because Rhode Island does not have to face that top team, they could continue to rise. It, there's there's an open door compared to most instances where if they if we did really well in our time at, at Rhode Island and we still played JMU, we probably weren't going to win those matchups. And that would have hindered our ability to win the conference. I think that's what happened with Maine a couple of years ago when they won the CAA, if I'm correct. I need you to leave Fantasyland and put some perspective back into your life. That's what I, I need have, from you. I have perspective. An overtime win against Stony Brook is enough to say they're going to win out against the CAA. I'm look at okay, I'm going to pull up their remaining schedule. Okay, you do that. I know they beat uh Brown. Okay. I know they beat Bryant and this Albany. Is, this is not a statement that wrote, I, this isn't me coming out of nowhere and going Rhode okay. Island's going to win out and they're going to Sounds win the like CAA. it. That's not what I said. You're you're taking me a step too far. My point is that the hardest game remaining on their schedule is Delaware and they also have to play Villanova. Those are two very difficult games, but the remaining stretch is Maine, who does not look good this year. Elon will not be an easy game, but that is still a winnable football game for them, and so is UNH. They probably should beat UMass as well because UMass sucks and they don't have any wins. But I don't think, I think comparative to what you and I faced in our time at the University of Rhode Island, especially in our North Dakota State this week. Who UMass is? No, you said you and I. So shut a, up. That's a Northern shut Iowa up. joke. Shut up. <laughs> you and I. Ah, okay. As in Sean and I, when we were at Rhode Island, we always were bombarded with a difficult schedule, especially the year that we went six and five in conference. And that was the year that you that that Maine won the conference. So my point here is that I think that they have probably one of the lighter lineups for CAA teams is what I was trying to hint at. This I was know supposed you to be a one-minute thing. You, you weren't hinting. You were you were just st- you were stomping over the point. You said this is the definitive. Also, Villanova's still on the schedule. Also, Elon's not a bad team. Elon's a good team. I think Elon and Rhode Island are pretty uh, similar in, in skills. I'm not scared of Elon. Okay, don't be. I'm the hack of the week, folks. Joe's the hack of the week. Easily, by far. Uh, for a Homer segment... And for saying that your eye is going to be 11 and 0. Homer, 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 hack, hack, hack. Right, jinx. Thanks. thanks for being supportive. I probably I can't support that. Jinx. I probably did just jinx the living hell out of them for being realistic. Who's um, bigger jinxes than us? Kennesaw State was a good program until we came along. And then we stopped talking about them and they beat Jacksonville State. Exactly. <laughs> God. Right, let's, let's actually talk about the games that we're supposed to talk about today. I'm sorry. Rhode Island fans. No, I'm not. Uh, we're talking about first the South Dakota State Southern Illinois game. This this game, I think, is, is probably one of the first tests for South Dakota State because if we're just being realistic, who they've already battled, they've had it somewhat easy. Colorado State was probably their hardest matchup so far, and now they get to face another top ten team. Now the Salukis have also been a very, very consistent program so far, and they're being led by a quality starter in Nick Baker. 
So just taking a look at this this matchup, Sean, what are some of the things that you think stand out to you that are going to be definitive in this game? It's going to be the run game for both teams. Uh, South Dakota State averaging 250 yards a game on the on the ground. And then also South Dakota State's uh, only averaging 158. So they're going to have to get that up. Uh, but they have 12 touchdowns so far in the season. Uh, South Dakota State has 14. So that's where they're scoring a majority of their uh, their points. At least it's not uh, lopsided. Pretty, ba- pretty balanced in touchdowns scored for both teams. So who could stop the run? Who could really run the rock? Both of them seem capable. Obviously, South Dakota State uh, has the edge with a more talented running back group. But uh, Southern Illinois, no, uh, nothing to sneeze at. So when you look at this game, it's going to be, it's going to come down to the, I'd say, middle of the third quarter to fourth quarter, because that's when defenses really start getting tired. Or I, I'd say middle of the f- third quarter to back half of the uh, first half of the fourth quarter. That's when the real explosive run plays are going to come. Mm-hmm. End of the fourth quarter, you see more timeouts, you see more breathing. You know that that's where the game really slows down. But during that chunk of the game, that's where we're going to see one of these teams break off the 50-yard run with two broken tackles because the defense is too worn out. And that'll also be attributed to time of possession, which team can hold the ball the longest. And that just helps your offense because even though the big guys up front might not be as well conditioned as the defense, they're delivering the blow opposed to defense. So when it gets to that third quarter, it might be knotted up at halftime. I could see South Dakota State being up like 20 to 14 at halftime or, or something. They'd be up by a score, but Southern Illinois uh, definitely could charge back with a third quarter, fourth quarter push. It, it's conditioning and then off and uh, when who's going to break on defense mm-hmm. to allow the run game to surge. And, and one thing that I, I find so interesting with this Southern Illinois team. So, you know, Nick, Nick Baker is um, uh, not the biggest quarterback that they have, but he he's he's mobile. He's a he's a strong athlete. Thank you, Southern Illinois Sports Information website for loading properly. I wanted to confirm he's he's five nine. He's not a big quarterback. He's Kyler Murray sized. He's, he's he's not as I'm taller than that, and you know that I am. He's not Kyler Murray esque in terms of athleticism, but I've seen him make some good uh, play extending runs, uh, especially during the spring. But the thing that really entices me, Sean, is that they. They have two really, really good running backs in Javon Williams Jr. and Justin Strong. No relation to Pierre Strong, I'm assuming. Um, but both of them so far this season are over 200 yards rushing. You've got six rushing touchdowns from Williams Jr. You've got two from Strong. That is a tandem that is what you want if you want to be an effective rushing team. And you talked about the run game for both of these squads. These are our programs that we've known that are, are run reliant for their offenses. It is going to be one of those duke it out type, type games here, I think. The, the big takeaway for this game, Sean, though, is that I, I think it's going to be more determining of what how good this South Dakota State team really is. Because so far they've played Lindenwood, Dixie State, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, Indiana State. As, as these other matchups. And they've pretty much blown out everyone they've played, including Colorado State. Right. This is a ranked opponent. And I have been pretty adamant about saying that I think South Dakota State, since that Colorado State win, has been the best FCS team in the country. It's hard to do what they did in week one. This is how you really prove it, by coming out and playing a really, really good game against an, a, a top 10 team. They need to... And I almost want to say here that not just win the game, but I would like to see them to win um, in a multi-score fashion. I don't need them to, but it would just make me. It would. It would. 
it would play into the confidence that have already established for the Jackrabbits. So that would solidify them more at two. Yes, and it, that's what, what I'm getting at. And Southern Illinois would drop to what? 20? 25? Where, where would they drop to? No. If South Dakota State's that good, then. What? No, I would not. I would not cut off Southern Illinois that Multiple much. score loss? I'm just saying. If it's, like a, if it's, it's, a, if it's a 14-point game, I, I'm not going to immediately cut ties. It's still a good Southern Illinois team. If they lose by 14, that's they hung in there. They just sure. went against a, a, a Goliath. So South Dakota State's the Goliath now. You, you or, don't think or, so? or are you making them out to be? I think so. I think they've been solidified. I don't know okay. if they need to to wallop uh, Southern Illinois by by fourteen for me to believe that they're really uh, that team. I wasn't necessarily saying that they needed to wallop them. My sounded point, like your my point rather was that if if they not only win this game but they win by multiple scores, I almost you know I'm I'm completely bought in if they can step up in a in a battle like this. I've been bought in. Welcome to the party, oh, Joe. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. everybody I've the, been bought the, in. The Sean, Anderson. South Dakota. We're going to go get there. Put Airbnb that on a graphic. Uh, I, you know, we're, I'm going to communicate with it. We got 70 votes from South Dakota State, and then I'm not bought in yet. That's Jody Leon. Say I wasn't bought in yet. Read oh, the room. God, you're. Oh, so you want me to play into the 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 the, the, the fan bias of our listeners? Is it that wouldn't what hurt. You want me to do. It wouldn't hurt. What talk about hack? <laughs> I'm going to agree with our listeners every time. Is that what this is? Well, well <laughs> you're getting in fights with the listeners every single day with no, Colin. Well, well, Colin and Jamie God. got into a fight today. That was is, fun. Is Colin outrageous or what? <laughs> he was probably a normal guy, but before two boobs on the radio started giving him run, yeah. he was probably pretty normal. I, I would assume so. I would Jeez. hope so. Stop instigating him. Sean, do you have anything else on this game? It's going to be a fun game. I'm not hoping for it to be a 20-point blowout or whatever the hell Joe just said. I didn't say 20 points. You were infuriating. Joe wants some type of big-time just blowout. I want it to be a close competitive game. I want to see some hard hits. I want to see some uh, long touchdowns. That's what I want. That's what I'm expecting. Two-score win by South Dakota State. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. <laughs> Speaking of doubling down, we've got a second matchup here. Oh, <laughs> James Madison. Oh, boo. Number three, James Madison. Boo. Playing against 11 Villanova. Oh. And, and this is a game that James Madison looked a little sloppy last week. They're going to need to recover playing against a really good Villanova team. Now, Villanova returns Daniel Smith, who has been there for 15 years. The man is a veteran. He is absolutely fantastic. They also still have Justin Covington, who looks really, really good. This Villanova team deserves more credit than they get because they played Penn State a lot closer than I think many people expected. That is a top five quality Penn State team that they looked pretty good against. But the one thing that I have to throw out there, Sean, for this this James Madison team, sure, almost similar to, to what we see with Alabama Uh, and Nick Saban or like a Georgia or or one of these SEC teams, when they play a a bad game against a team that they should have destroyed in conference, they typically don't do that stuff back to back. Kurt Signetti is one of the best FCS coaches in the country for a reason. And I see this as a, as a rallying point last week as a rallying point for them to come out and say, we're not losing a close or not. We're not winning a close game this week. We're coming out firing on all cylinders. The thing about JMU for me, and um, that means that they have established a good culture, Joe, so I do kind of agree with your point. 
Uh, it's Cole Johnson playing at quarterback, and the JMU fans that I know personally in my life, uh, they... How many JMU fans do you know? More than you. Too many. Far too many. Probably. Way actually, too many. Let's count. <laughs> Not actually. Well, continue. Well, JMU fans don't like when I uh, when I say something about their uh, program or school or when the when Harrisonburg had electricity or whatever. They don't <laughs> like that. So I'm going to stay away from that today. I'll talk do, about... Do these- uh, do these fans that you speak of, do they listen to the show or are they? So. Okay. I, I, one doesn't. I and, so. it, and I'm referring to the one that does not hear Cole Johnson. He was not a fan of him, but so far this year, Cole oh. Johnson, 14 touchdowns, one interception already over a thousand yards through four games. It's pretty good for me when I'm looking at it and it, it's, he's making the throws that he needs to make. And it seems like his arm when he's going deep, it's, I'm not seeing a lot of underthrows. I'm not seeing a lot of bad passes. I see a guy who's been there for seven years because I'm pretty sure he's been there for seven years. Longer than Daniel Smith. He, he he, has. He, yes. <laughs> something like, I think it is seven or six or something along those lines. So Cole Whedon is going to have a big game <laughs> this week. <laughs> 28 and he has kids. Because, yeah, yeah, I got the <laughs> Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Go ahead. But, um, but yeah. I thought their quarterback play, uh, from what I was sold, the bill of goods that I was sold earlier on uh, before the season started, has definitely exceeded expectations, at least from what was uh, brought down to me. So you need a good quarterback. You need a veteran quarterback. And I'm just going to keep on talking about quarterbacks. And anybody who doesn't like that can, uh, you know. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. They can see Ryan Roberts about that. The Ryan Roberts quarterback of the week is Cole Johnson. Uh, That's right. I, I, I think that. Cole Johnson, we talked about leading into the year, the concerns that we had, and it was almost like a like a Zeb Nolan type concern where, where Cole Johnson's uh, a veteran guy who's been around for a long time, but hasn't really played up to the level that you would like a, a guy like that to for a, a top five type program. And I, I almost considered him to be a bit of a liability during the playoffs when they played against Sam Houston State because the rest of this team is stacked. They have fantastic offensive line their defensive line is mauling to the point where Covington is going to have a really difficult time running the football oh easy now they they have athletes all over their defense they've got multiple uh, dynamic receivers despite not really having Ajay Obase they have a good stable of running backs and Zoe Bryan our former teammate has seriously stepped up but Cole Johnson man that 14 to 1 ratio is fantastic and that was the concern that I had is the guy just wasn't really completing a lot of his passes, and that's always a problem for any quarterback at any level if you're hovering around a bad metric. But this season, man, 74% in that 14-1 touchdown ratio, I see improvement in decision-making, and I also see an offense that is clicking to the point where it's not putting him into uh, questionable spots where he has to make a, a, some crazy play. So props to Cole Johnson. This is kind of an inside joke between Sean and I, but uh, – uh, Cole Johnson, it says, is from uh, Virginia Beach. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get that. No. Who would get that's so, you know, it, it, so it, no there's no there's no point in explaining it, Joe. There's no way anybody you don't need to. John and I it, had it's, a it's not even a good, from not even a good inside joke. You just wanted to mention a, that. <laughs> I noticed it. I wanted to tell you, Sean and I had a uh, psychopathic roommate from Virginia Beach. I hope he listens to the show. God, I don't. Uh, <laughs> he'll show uh. up at your door. <laughs> Uh, do you got anything else here, Sean? I think that Villanova is going to, if they see what uh, UNH did last week, 
uh, schematically on how they were to li- how they were able to limit GMU to 23 points. And if they were to replicate that halfway, because Villanova's offense is, I would say, twice as good as UNH's. So if they did that halfway and uh, say then JMU would get, here's some Sean mental math here. Say then JMU would score 35 points. I could see Villanova putting up 30. And then if you take a little bit like that, you get another turnover, take away another score. Then we're looking at basically a 30-30 game going into the final drive of the game. So I think it's going to come down to the final drive of the game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think JMU's defense is going to be on its uh, toes all day, uh, or its heels rather, because Villanova just, when it comes time to play a CAA opponent, they know how to attack you, they know how to strike you, and they know exactly where they need to put the ball to score. I think that JMU's defensive line is going to severely reduce the uh, impact of Covington, but not to the amount where he's not a factor. I think that he's going to get probably, what would you say, Joe, 80 yards this game? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think 80 is conservative. I think realistically, I could see him getting 95 to 100 just in that little spot. And you do that with a running back against that defense, you're going to be in pretty good position with your play actions, your RPOs, and then your your standard passing. So I I think that Villanova is going to be a little more balanced than JMU is ready for. And Villanova has always been not necessarily playing JMU close because I'm looking back at at some of these old games and, and uh, you know 2019 it was a, it was a couple score game but they they played them tight up until a, a later score. point for, it was 38 to, to 24 was that game uh, and then j- just for context in 2020 in the uh, the spring it does not look like they played each other but I remember that 2019 game a little bit where it was kind of close, kind of close, and then JMU pulled away. And I, I almost see it a little bit more like that. J, I give a lot of credit to Villanova, and I think Villanova is contention to be one of the second best CAA teams where we have that only that behind glob. Rhode Island. We have that glob of, right now of of URI, uh, oh, Villanova, Lord. Delaware, and uh, Richmond's kind of fallen off. But there's that glob of undefeated teams remaining, or high wind teams remaining for the season. Stop saying glob. <laughs> glob. Um, no, but I, I think that Villanova definitely does deserve credit for the way that they've played so far this season. I, I take a lot of stock in that, that Penn State game, as I've already mentioned. So this, this game could it should be close, but I, I do take stock in how deep JMU is and that ability to to pull away. Also, final point on that that inside joke. Uh, they, they were high school teammates. Oh, my God. Sorry, <laughs> because of course, because because of course, right? Like, yeah. there's no way that they couldn't have been, right? And Cole Johnson's been there for seven years, so it definitely lines up. That's infuriating. I know, I know. You ever Someone think that we track just, down? You, you ever think we just have to be in a simulation? Like, just things just line up too much for us. I, I, I think that it's because every kid from Virginia Beach goes and plays at JMU or goes to JMU. I think that that is it, and there's less of a, what you're saying. I think it's simulation, man. Okay. That means, okay, so what does that mean? Does that mean we're getting to FC estimates, or does that mean we're going to stare at Sean? We're going we're, we're to stare at Sean after he made a stupid comment. Uh, we're getting to FC estimates, which is the... Um, uh, pardon me for trying to <laughs> enlighten the listeners about a possibility that they're not real people and they're like the, NPCs. You okay, know, pardon we're not me. Doing, we're not doing. We're not doing. I, I don't have time to go hour. on your side quest, Masseroni. Sorry, I can't make it. Start a, a conspiracy. Playing this band podcast. to re- receive twenty gold coins. <laughs> no, I got other stuff to do. Cater to this event. <laughs> 
upgrade your microphone. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't have time. Purchase a ring light. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the NPCs, the, the 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 simulated characters are the ones commenting that. <laughs> Sean, after last week, um, we we had a tight one. We both tied, and nothing has changed. Uh, oh wait, I, it sounds like it. something has changed. No, nothing has changed. You oh, did I think- a good job of picking the Eastern Washington game correctly, but you decided to be an absolute bozo and pick Idaho to beat UC Davis. So here we are yet again. Nothing changes. Uh, well, your percentage is still at the same at 67%. Mine went okay. down 2%. Oh, it sounds like something changed then. <laughs> did something change? Okay, but to be it sounds like something has changed. Mine went down because my winning percentage was so freaking high. It sounds like something changed. Oh, what happened to oh I have an eight game lead. Oh now you have what is it, a five game lead? Oh, it seems like something changed after Joe DeLeon said nothing changed. You had a, a you had a good week last week. That's right, I did. You beat me by two points. Correct. If you stay stomp you. If you stay at the same as me, you no, no, Don't no. Learn. I need to stay the same as me because you're just going to keep if on you, dropping, dropping, dropping. That's not how that works. If we go drop, seven drop, for drop, seven, drop, if we go, drop, if drop. we both go seven for seven every single week, nothing will change by the end of the season. I will still have one. That's not how math and percentages work. Yes, but I know how percentages work, and I know yours just dropped and mine didn't change. But for you, you're going to start losing games. Because you get way too confident. Your fundamental understanding of percentages and Your fundamental understanding of shampoo is, fractions. is poor. What's wrong with my hair? It's so it's just floppy. It is. I need to wear a hat. Uh, Sean, let's do the picks this week because you're a child. Uh, Southern Illinois versus South Dakota State. Who are you picking? I'm taking the Salukis. Oh they, have, they have yet to let me down. Oh, that's a stupid pick, Sean. Uh, South Dakota State's going to win by 30 like I predicted. South Dakota State by three touchdowns. Give me South oh Dakota State. God. Do you want to wait? Wait, do you want to add a wager to this? Do do we want to do a wager? Do we want to come up with a wager on the spot? How do we want to do this? If if they, I don't, I wonder if I'm going to find a line for the game. If South Dakota no, make State. make your own line. If South Dakota State wins by more than two touchdowns, you're paying for the beer in South Dakota. No, $20. Straight up. That's the same thing. $20 straight up. You can't. Okay. $20 straight up to buy a case. Because I would, I would bankrupt not, you if, if, if I, if I won. So I, I'm, I'm, not I'm saying saving you buy money. all of the beer. I'm saying you no, buy a case all of the beer, beer. That we bring to the deal. No, the all the beer. Fine. $20 straight up. $20 straight up. Deal. Okay. Write, Write it down. down. So you don't forget. Princeton Write versus Monmouth. We're both going to forget. <laughs> Princeton versus Monmouth. Uh, I believe I picked Monmouth. You did pick Monmouth. I'm going to go with the Ivy League school, even though they don't deserve to be ranked. Give me Princeton, Northern Iowa versus North Dakota State. Who did I pick here? Who did I pick? I wrote it down. I read. Oh, shocker. North Dakota State. Dude doesn't even remember. North Dakota State. Give me Someone the has to write down the bet because you, you welch on them. How hard is it to write $20? SCSU. Someone had to do it. You didn't do it. Minus 14. Um, <laughs> Northern Alabama versus NCAA&T. Oh, my God. You do it every single time. NCAA&T to win. NCAA&T is also the one that I am picking. Delaware versus Rhode Island. Talking about a jinx on, on this podcast. I'm not going to fade you here. I'm going to go URI right here. I'm going right. to have it because uh, you already jinxed them. What am I going to do? 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take URI as well. Villanova versus James Madison. Do we need to do a bet on this one too? JMU by a hair. JMU by uh, multiple scores, pulling away at the end of the game. Chattanooga versus what Vimai. Chattanooga versus Vimai. You suck, Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, Give me the I, chat. I took uh, I took Vimai in this one. Salah uh, Salah versus Nichols. You talk about who's running on fumes. Give me Southeastern <laughs> Louisiana. I am uh, Southeastern <laughs> Louisiana. Is all, why do you get to add the buy a hair every single time? It's that you think that Nichols can keep up with Cole Kelly? You just interesting. That's insight. my mental process with it. I, if I write down buy a hair, then I can understand my rationale. Some people have to write things out, Joe. Some people also have to. Uh, I use their mouth when they read as well. Uh, Stephen F. Austin versus Jacksonville State. <laughs> Jacksonville State. Uh, I'm going to go with CFA as well. I Actually, not as well. I want to take CFA. Give me Trey Self and CFA. Uh, the, the Citadel versus ETSU. ETSU to win. That one I can't butcher. That one's too difficult to butcher. Would that be? Would that be? Etsu. Uh, uh, is that what that would be? Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Sean Anderson. That was Joe DeLeon. You can follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, uh, spelled J-O-E-D-E-L-E-O-N-E. And I am Sanderson Radio, spelled phonetically, uh, because why would it be? <laughs> spelled phonetically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to plug... Uh, subscribing or liking or doing anything i just say head on head on over to believepodcast.com there are That's 400 shows for you believe.com believe.com please head don't on. direct them to the wrong website oh is there a believe podcasts i i don't think that exists it's all going to take you to the same spot <laughs> no that's not how that works that's not how URLs you know, work you, you, get on, you get on one train you're gonna end you're probably gonna end up at your destination at one point yeah, you you keep, the, if you keep on the, hopping on them you get on the train to dc and you're trying to get to to bangor you'll make it there eventually yeah how could you not <laughs> you're in the yukon like ah, oh, did i pass it <laughs> uh and that's the yukon spelled y-u-k-o-n not yukon connecticut for all you rubes out there John Anderson, Joe DeLeon, signing off. Spelling podcast now. I don't even know what to, to just have a good night and enjoy the rest of your week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.